Hey! You alright? It is UK Cowboys TV. It's season two, episode 79. Coming a day later. Um, so for that, we do apologize. And obviously to our guest uh, that we were going to have on yesterday, uh, Marcus from Bluff City Cowboys with Cowboys Zone. Um, yeah. But Apologies, yeah. bro. Apologies, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we had a perfect storm, if you want to call it, where uh, availability for everyone all of a sudden diminished in the space of 24 hours. Um, but, hey, that's the way these things go sometimes. But the good news is, is I'm actually going to play it off an, uh, an alternative that uh, it's Monday Night Football. So the show is a Monday night. Uh, uh, so the show is a day later. So we'll, we'll go uh, off that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just trying to pull something out the bag there. But how are you doing, Paul? How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Just uh, happy it's Friday. Get to chill out for the weekend, you know. Uh, just got to the, the game's not on Sunday rather than Monday night. Well, sorry, Tuesday morning in the UK. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be a bummer. It's always a fun time. Monday and Thursday night football is always an interesting one. And it's always great um, when you get the... Because not everyone's aware, as well as the UK Cowboys page on Twitter, we've got the group as well. Yeah. Uh, which the, the group is a bit more intimate and more... Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, exclusive. Um, so that's always a bit fun when you wake up on a... Like you say, on a Tuesday morning at 1am... And you see uh, other fellow Cowboys fans in the UK joining you for it all. Seeing those yeah. faces. Here, here's the thing. It's like a lot of people don't realise the sacrifices that we do to watch these games. And, it can be quite fun. Uh, yeah, it's no wonder that we're losing more years out of our life just to watch the Dallas Cowboys. Not just from the painful experience of watching the game sometimes, but from the, yeah. the time that we're staying up at night. So, oh, yeah. Like it was not till about like four o'clock in the morning, all that type mm -hmm. of stuff, and 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 you've got to work within the next couple of hours that follow like during that next day. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it can be very drilling, needless to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've done a few shows together now, but where we've been up talking at five o'clock in the morning, oh, then going man. to work. It's <laughs> always a, a fun time. Them. The amount of energy drinks and caffeine and God knows what else they kind of keep us keep us going during the day. There we go. That always helps. Sorry, I almost dropped one of my beers. There we go. <laughs> I almost ruined before we got started. Talking oh, of tiredness. Talking of tiredness. But um, yes, um, I'm I'm trying to think as well. Like, there was a. a a show we did in season one, and I think it was me, Jamie, and I think it was Brian. And we'd been up, and it was Monday Night Football, and I think we had Ken Hamlin on. No. No, no. It was, I don't think it was Ken Hamlin you guys had. You stayed up late for yeah, it was right. Like, I can't remember who it was, and they were just like, guys, you look whack. And we're like, we have been up for like nearly 24 hours. <laughs> Uh, but oh. here's one for you. Go on. Was it right after the draft? There was that. No, that one was with. Right, we did the draft show, and we literally went through the next day. Then me and you 
was on a group call with all the super fans the next day, day two yeah. of the draft. Yeah, I remember that. And that's the one yeah. where, I, where I completely lost it when we got Neville Gallimore. Which we're going to get on to. We're going to get on to that guy in a bit. Um, But just talking, though, right, of um, Monday night football in the UK. Now, I don't know about you. I'll ask you what your ritual is. But mine, now, I've got a three-year-old, and he goes to bed about half past seven, eight o'clock at night, which works fine for the show. Um, But my Monday night football ritual is get home from work, shower, food, spend time with a little one, he goes to bed, and then obviously I try and hit the hay getting early. Have you got a similar ritual where you try and get an early night to get some uh, get some Z hours in, or do you just go right through? I go right through, man. I'm dedicated. Like I, I'll, I'll stay up, play a little bit of PlayStation or whatever, a little bit of Call of Duty, whatever, a little bit of Madden. Stay yeah. up, have a, have a bit to eat, and when it comes to midnight, that's when I hit the. That's when I really hit the caffeine, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and by the time when the game starts, I'm wired. And within, I would say, just after halftime, that's when I really do struggle to stay up. And it's like a constant battle. If the game's exciting, I'm still mm-hmm. wired out. If I see if it's just one of those games, is it going to be a blowout? I'll end up mm-hmm. passing out, unfortunately. So that's the one thing I'm not looking forward to on like any Monday night football game. It's yeah. just like it's the ability. It's like oh crap. I don't remember half of the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you got to go back and watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. uh, well, uh, it, it is quite painful. I find Monday night football isn't as bad as Thursday night. Thursday night, I find that I don't know why. I, I really, know. really struggle. I, I struggle for Thursday night football. I think with Thursday night football, it sets me up for the weekend. That's the way I see it. You know what I yeah. mean? I think so, the trouble I I got is that I try that you got Thursday night football, you got Friday to try and recover, and then you're back into Saturday with college football, and I think that's why I struggle so much. Yeah, and I'm busy making all notes. You know what I'm like when it comes to college football and writing players down and the stats and information. I lead a very sad life. So we all were in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd all rather be in Texas right now. You that really is do. very true. But right, let's get into the pre-game for uh, Monday night. It's it's the rubbing of the hands. Yeah. Uh, so it's the next home game. It's at AT and T with the Cardinals. Um, get into some information and some news that we have coming out of. Um, out of the star in Frisco at the moment and some news with the Cowboys. Uh, first one is Leighton Van Der Esch practicing, uh, participating, even going into team drills. Uh, Mike McCarthy, he, he's doing team drills, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but I think it's a wee bit too soon. I do too. Now, apparently, he is um, quite far along in his development in him uh, rehabbing the, the the collarbone repairing, which I find crazy. I I always bones take six weeks to heal, <laughs> so unless he's got some really magical dense bones that heal quickly, God knows. Whether I think though he's doing team drills, but he's not going full pelt and doing you know like tackling and contact. I reckon there's probably a bit of that going on. He's doing some stuff, but not completely. You know. 
The only thing I would let Leighton Vanderish do right at this very moment is get some mental reps if it's full team practice. It's him yeah. getting on the sideline and actually observe what his position is doing and ensure and doing reads for when you're doing scouting for their offense. And obviously, when it comes to Kyle and Murray, that's when you really need to start scouting quite a lot and try and mm-hmm. do a lot of reads to see what the hell is this type of quarterback going to be doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but here's another one that has come out uh, and McCarthy has spoken about today. Randy Gregory, he has been going full pelt in practice and uh, he's getting a lot of praise. Mike McCarthy's come out. Zeke has come out and said it. it's just lit a fire on the defence and he's been lights out in practice. I know it's practice. I know it's practice. I don't I'm care. Pra- I don't care. Honestly, like, I've yeah. always been, like, I know Randy Gregory's always had his issues. I know we've always given him chance after chance after chance, but there's a reason why we're giving him these chances because whenever he's on the field, he causes absolute chaos every single time. And we need a guy like that on the field because Brian said it on Tuesday show about Everson Griffin. He's came Uh, in. He's not really went up the expectations so far. He's been slow. He's sluggish, slow to the mark. And mm-hmm. and for, well, I can go on about Don Terry Poe, even though he's a defensive tackle. But I'll leave that from Tuesday's show. I'll yeah. leave, I'm, I'm not bad about him. I want to move on now. But I'm happy the fact that Greggy's back in. He's filling in practice. It's going to be good. Like this is this is a good boost up for our defensive ends because we certainly need it. It might it might let uh, like we saw that in uh, Demarcus Lawrence. He had yeah. a little bit. Of, a bit more fire on his belly during that game against the Giants, but at the same time, it's the Giants. We're playing a more yeah. leg- we are playing a more legitimate team this week. So hopefully, with Gregory in practice, maybe showing them up, it will actually get the f- like a fire underneath their ass, you know. So yeah, well, I got a bit more on fire in their ass in a moment, but um, another one was um, they have done their first practice without Dak Prescott for the first time since 2015. Um, no, crazy no, no, to no, say. No, no, it's, but it's still not the 2016, because that's when he's drafted. 16. 16. Yes, it'll be, it'll be 16. No, this is fifth year. Fuck it, I can't do the maths. Yeah, anyway. It'll be, yeah, it'll be 2060, that's when he was drafted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> but, Off um, the you what, sorry? Off them desperados, you. I know. And it's Friday evening, mate. Um, but all, uh, another one in terms of flipping that round on his head. Andy Dalton practising as the starting quarterback. Looked good, uh, which is good news. Big thing coming out of it was his leadership and his experience, both coming out to play. We knew that already. Um, we knew that already. Yeah. Like, like, that's the one thing I was so happy, the fact that we brought in Andy Dalton. Like... Um, needless to say, like you had a good first couple of years with um Cincinnati, and obviously, when the things kind of diminished near the tail end of his tenure at Cincinnati, offensive line was broken, his wide receiver core wasn't the same, like, yeah. and basically, his coaching staff were like just diminished as well. So, but what he does bring to the table is that experience, and he knows how to lead the team, he's done it before. Like, yeah. he, he played, um, what did the Bengals do like like during regular season? The weather were like 
14 and 2 or something like that, like did the playoffs. I can't remember, but they had a really good record in the first four seasons with Andy Dalton going into the playoffs, even though they weren't successful getting past that fast bar barrier, it kind of reminds us of us when, when we're under Jason Garrett. We just seem to never get beyond that next level every time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact is, we've got a backup. Who can who delivers all that experience and delivers that type of leadership and can win as those football games and also he does have the weapons that he never had before. Yeah, tonight he's got three, sorry, not four, three star wide receivers, right? Mm -hmm. Star running back and Tony Pollard. Can't forget him. Yeah, Anthony Parallel and and don't show don't show as starting to kind of really come out of a shell this season. He's proven mm. all he's proven us a lot a lot that he's not just a run a run block tight end. And yeah, um, I mean, if I was Andy Dalton as a quarterback, it's like this is going to be absolutely brilliant like for him yeah, as yeah. a player. Like the fact that he's going to give all these options. Oh, a big yeah. shout out! To, big shout out to Italy. Yeah, it's not just the UK Cowboys show, and it's not just America's team; it's the world's team. Promise, uh, I promise, I. <laughs> um, but I mean, we'll get on to the O line as well. But one of the things talking about Dalton in training is, I would say he has, even with, you, you know, we complain about the O line here at the uh, with the Cowboys because what we're used to. But I would say he has a better O line here than he did in Cincinnati. Without a shadow of a doubt, like yeah, I, I'll say it up front. Cincinnati's O line has always been trash. There's always been yeah, like and there was a reason. Like and Andy Dalton was pretty much regarded as one of the most sackable quarterbacks for a long time, and that was oh, he was on the deck a lot. Oh, oh, he was in the deck a lot, and that was due to his O line. They just could not yeah. block for they could not block for anything. They could not block to save their lives. And that was a God-given fact, right? And you would have thought with a defensive lineman like uh, uh, Geno Atkins at the time, uh, I think he's still there, yeah. isn't he? Like you had like one of the one of the, a premier defensive tackle at the time going through your O line, and mm -hmm. and nothing was kind of like boosting up the the O line their skill capabilities. Nah, they just remain stalemate. So, yeah. Yeah, but coming uh, out of um, some further news, Tristan Hill out ACL last time. I'm, gut I'm gutted for him. I'm absolutely gutted I know. for him. And he was coming along nicely too. He was, mm -hmm. uh, he he was, was stepping up. He was developing. He was definitely yeah. developing. Yeah. Like, you, could, it, you could even go as far to say he was the best defensive tackle on the team. Yeah, yeah. That's, I would say so. And also, I, like... Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, which is sad, you know, really. Um, just a quick shout out to oh, Big Wheel. Big Wheel, big wheel in the house. Bro. Big Wheel is joining us. It's good to see him. Um, hopefully, we'll get to have a beer with him when he's back this way at some point soon. And oh, another big shout out to fellow Welshman Craig McMichael. Um, uh, who's in the UK Cowboys Dynasty League as well? I think actually we did we play each other or we're playing each other this week. One of the two. Either way, um, I, everything's just so all over the place. And plus, I'm in too many fantasy leagues. I really fucked myself up this year. Um, I'm in like five. Uh, I think I'm in nine. Oh. Ten. 
something like that. But there no. we go. <laughs> Anyway, uh, just to, anyway, yeah, yeah. you need to come up and visit me in Scotland. That's a given fact next time. All right, here we go. That's all I did. <laughs> and also, another fellow regular who joins us on the Lorne. show, uh, Lorne. It's good to see him. Good to have you all aboard. Send us your comments, uh, as well, guys. Uh, but just some further news as well. Uh, Mike Fisher, who we've had on the show this season in season two, um, <laughs> he has uh, come out. That was a brilliant episode, mind you. I oh, that was love that having. Was... I was laughing so much at that episode. He was brilliant. If guys go back and watch it, if you just go to the page, you'll find the episode with Mike Fish. Um, he came out, talked about uh, with Anthony Brown. Um, said that that Anthony Brown came out and said that um, Dak came back to the star. Um, they got to see him, see how he was doing, see that his spirits were high. Said it was a breath of fresh air and it lit a fire under them. So also, good to see yeah. that. Yeah, also released that video statement as well. Mm-hmm. Which was, yes, which is yeah, really, yeah, that's right. He seems to be really in high spirits, which is great to see. Um, he seems to be on the mend very well. Mm-hmm. If they let me in, I know, mate, I know, I know. They won't let us into America anyway. Um... <laughs> oh, I've, been, I've been waiting for over a year to try and get back in. It's still not happening. What a pain. No. Um, but then just as a little bit of news for you, Cowboys versus Cardinals on Monday Night Football. It's the first time that they meet each other on Monday Night Football in 43 years. So, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that in. But um, right then, let's get into the Cowboys offense then, right, Paul? Um, yeah. Now, unless you're living under a rock, I don't really need to talk about it much. Dak Prescott is out for four to six or possibly even eight months, depending. Surgery went well, which is good news. So everything's fine and dandy there. But we do, of course, have a Mr. Andrew Dalton, uh, the Red Rifle, uh, taken to the helm for the first time, giving him the keys. In terms of how the offense will look, I've said it's going to slow right down. You're going to see a lot more Zeke. You're going to see some more spells with Tony Pollard coming in. What do you foresee for this offense with Mike McCarthy and Andy Dalton in comparison to when it was with Dak? What do you see straight off the bat? I think it's going to be a continuation from last week. Pass the ball. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong. Zeke's trying to get his carries. He's trying to get between 20 to 30 carries a game. Without a doubt. But... Yep. I can definitely see all the big major plays are going to be back in the passing game for sure. Mm-hmm. Right, because I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the secondary for the Cardinals are a lot better than the Giants, but there's no way they can cover three star receivers and Gallup and Lamb and Cooper. And not to mention when you add in like so the tight end situation as well that we've got, it's like shows is now that extra weapon. So yeah. I don't. I think it's going to be a really hard game for their defense. Like, and that's the thing. Like every game, but the Rams game this year, we've put above thirty points every game so far. That is a great start to have. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's- well, interestingly as well. I mean, I'm going to get to the O line, but just that Lloyd has sent uh, this in bombs to Gallup and CD. One that I went to look at on um, our wide receivers. Now, we've got an issue, which I'll get to in a moment, about Amari Cooper, um, which will raise some eyebrows. Uh, But Michael Gallup, he is, as a deep threat, 
he is the fifth wide receiver in the NFL on deep balls. And of the 20 passes, this is on deep deep passes only, deep receptions. So, so, so 25-yard so pa- plus. So who's above him? Do you have the stats for that? I, I, I don't, and I just threw my pen one moment. <laughs> it, can stay, it can stay over there. I'll get another one. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I never wrote that down. Some, I should have done. I really am curious to see who is actually rated higher than Gallup right now. I really am. Uh, on, on 20 receptions of balls thrown 25 yards or more, so he's had 20 receptions, 25 yards or more, he hasn't dropped a single ball. Metcalf would be one of them. I he think Metcalf one, is, yeah. I think Metcalf would be one of them for the Seahawks, for sure. But that's the only player I can think of. Right I can't, he was fifth. So that is, it's not bad when you think of the sort of wide receivers that you're going to be standing in there. Um, but I just thought I'd mention that. Uh, as soon as Lloyd made uh, that comment there. Um, mm. But what I want to get to, first of all, we'll start from the ground up. So the O-line. Um, now, Mike McCarthy's come out and said the starting O-line is going to be pretty much the same as it was last week. That's it. Playing yeah. hands down. And it worked. I will say it worked. And you know what surprised me? And I'm going to let you take the reins and talk about this guy. Tyler Biadic. I mean, he is hitting the ground running. Like I, I I always went off the idea that he was always going to be the starting centre at some point this year. Not as early as we were expecting because of the yeah. injury with Joe Looney, but I thought he was going to take over. But he's doing great. What do you he's, think on him so far? He's won the job. He's won the job in my personal opinion. Um yeah. especially going forward. Like don't get me wrong, like during the first couple of games of the season there was a lot of things that were really critical about Joe Looney, where he was missing blocks, missing really important reads. Mm-hmm. And and we saw the major difference between him and Bayadish. And because, like, and I, I take this credit too towards Wisconsin's program, they really drew that into their centers. Because we saw that with Travis Frederick, how he commanded his O line. And we're now seeing that in Bayadish. Communication is key. Communication. Yes. You see the same that, thing that, with both that, of them. That's, that, that's the word I was just about to get to. And mm. and you've seen that just way before the ball snaps. You've seen Bayadish indicating to like Connor Williams and to Sarah Martin, listen, like blitz there, watch, watch the linebacker, watch, like, watch the like, way how the linemen are positioned right in front of them. If they're one front, like one mm-hmm. tech, zero, um, to whatever, like, you know, so communication is very important and it just really helps them understand what their role is. Do we need to double team this guy? Do we not? It's all those wee small things just take that big difference, but especially when it comes to the run game, especially if you're run blocking, and also when it comes to the pass protection. Like it it's, doesn't matter if you're if you're blocking or you're uh, like or stopping a defensive end or a defensive tackle coming towards you. Does not matter. Yeah. It's, yeah, I totally that, agree. That, that communication is key, and especially and the other thing as well. It really depends on the strength side of your offense, like. The offense, like the offensive line, need to know what way they're dictating where they're going. If they're shifting left or shifting right, and you're seeing that with, with Bayadish right now. Definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I, when I'm watching it, you can see him, and um, they're making audibles, and he's right there telling his O line yeah, exactly he, what their slide adjustments are supposed to be, which is good. He, he rises back up, stationally, he points at everything out, indicates what needs to be readjusted, and gets back yeah. into place. 
and that is great. And it helps Andy Dalton as well, because he might miss something out, and it, it's helped Prescott before. Yeah. As well. But the, the only thing still is obviously the, the wee stuff, it's the rookie mistakes. It's the uh, snap count. It's reacting to the snap count. That's the only thing still. But that does come across when you start to understand. Like, he's only been with the team for, what, a couple of months, essentially. Yeah, yeah. But with no I, with no full training camp, no preseason to get the, those additional reps in because obviously Joel Rooney was the actual starter. So he was getting all the reps because they need to run it through him. But it's it'll all come it'll all come together and by yeah. addition, like to me, he's our starter for the future for now. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I can see him being there a while. As soon as he gets a bit more sand in his pants, the guy is gonna be quite decent you know yep, the injuries yep. don't seem to have hindered him which is what no. made him drop down so low in the draft yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which i was quite surprised about like i know people like degrade players based on injury and stuff like that and mm. you know i sometimes it's like we, we took the gamble with jalen smith and don't get it wrong like he's not been as par as this season but overall in this whole cowboys career he's been good he's been good for us it's been a good investment so and I, I don't know about everybody else is watching right now, but uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, I, I definitely think for what we got for Bayadish in the fourth round going forward, I think that's great value for money. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, moving on though, back beyond the offensive line, we have Zeke has yet to register a hundred yard game. Um, he's been effective, but I mean a hundred yard rushing. He's been close, 84 yards, but he hasn't got one. Is this the type of game now based on the injuries? Because the Cardinals at the moment on their defensive line, Chandler Jones, um, bicep he's tear. Out. He's, out. He, uh, he's out. Could even be out for the season, depending on how bad it's the injury fun. is. Um, oh, God, no. I, uh, yeah. And you imagine there's very little you can do with your arm as well. Um when it's that way, but there's a couple more injuries. I did have them uh, written down. Um, pretty much, they've only got one guy we would need to be afraid of on their defensive line. And based on the fact that um, our offensive line is kind of, it's getting there. It's been classed as being as soft, but it's slowly getting back up um, bit piece by piece. Really, their only guy who I'm trying to have a look now who isn't injured uh, is do, do, do. so they've got Hassan Reddick, and you pretty much you've got I, Isaiah Simmons, but he's really he's going to be playing bandit. He's going to be playing a bandit linebacker. I can't, so he's going to have to sort of drift in and out of you know his assignments. So really, you've got Hassan Reddick, and then the other guys, they're all injured as well. So uh, you've got uh, Dennis Gardek and Kai Fitz. They're both injured. They haven't practiced this week yet. So I think the offensive line is going to do well, and I do think the Zeke could break 100 yards on the ground. What do you think? <sighs> to be honest, as, as long as... I. <sighs> I think the yardage thing doesn't really make sense as long as he puts points on the board end of the day. That's the main thing, yeah. You know, like, like I'll be more than happy if he gets over 100 yards, whatever, then that means the offensive line are doing their job properly. Mm -hmm. And But 
don't get me wrong, like the 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 front seven of that Cardinals defense are still pretty good. Like I think yep. they're uh, rated ninth overall in sacks. And mm-hmm. in terms of like a, a like per points allowed in the game, they're, they're number five. Like so, mm-hmm. they, they don't let many points go past them. So yeah. this is a this is going to be a tough team to break down. No mistake. So yeah, agree. But here's an interesting one for you, right? Um, now we're going to get to the slow start situation in a moment, and that's how we'll finish the offensive or the offensive side off. But Andy Dalton, so far in his career has 25 game-winning drives, believe it or not. Uh, says a lot about the Bengals team, mind you. Yeah. But here's one for you that uh, Big Wheel just sent in. He thinks uh, Dalton may actually read the defences better than Dak, yes or no? Now, I know what he's getting at. That's not a slight on Dak. He's not no, trying to say not, Dalton, no, no. but I know where he's going. He's saying, look, he's got the experience. He worked in an offence where he had to read the defences so well because he knew that his only guy was AJ Green, and he had uh, an offensive line uh, that was as useful as a soggy paper bag. What do yeah. you think? I mean, you had Tyler I for for a wee while. And yeah, had, sure, and, of course. And you yeah. had Marvin Jones briefly, but it's not the same. It's not the same level what we've got right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, but in a way, I do tend to agree what Lloyd is saying. I do tend to agree. Like, I see, I, I can I, see where I, he's going. But I think it's because you've had such a bad offensive line, you need to make these extra reads because you need to figure out other ways to get the ball moving across those te- like across the the first yard, uh, the first down marker. Yeah. So, I mean, where since Dax came into the Cowboys, he's always had a good decent weapon, whether it be Dez or Zeke or Cooper, whatever. Like, I think it's pretty much that one season we never really had a good, well, half a season we never really had a good, decent uh, receiver, like like a uh, first choice receiver. Yeah. And, but since then, it's like, but with Dolan, he's always like managed to bring, like, somehow come through with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with so little. So, uh, in a way, so that's why I tend to agree. So. I mean, like the, the 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 only issue I would say about Dalton is um, I can always remember from watching other podcasts uh, around the NFL, and they talk about the Dalton scale. Have you ever heard of that? And they always say that Andy Dalton's always literally he's your your sixteenth quarterback in the league, like bang on right in the middle, no more, no less. If the rest of his team play better, then he goes up. If the rest mm. of his team plays bad, he goes down. He's that quarterback, um, which I think um, is quite a good analogy in that sense. Yeah, it's like the player suits to the team rather than the player suit to the quarterback. Yeah, he, he, yeah, it's kind of being that half truck, half trailer sort of player, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean that's the um, thing. I would rather have a quarterback that fits to the team rather than mm-hmm. a team that fits to a quarterback because that means you need to change everything up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but here's an interesting uh, stat for you. You know, I keep I always try and find some stats. Uh, CD Lamb, here's one for you. He could break an NFL record. He actually tied it last week. He could actually be the first wide receiver in NFL history to go six games in a row as a rookie 
with five or more receptions in each of those games. Easy. Easy. I reckon he'll do it. I mean, I mean, he's having like six, seven, eight receptions a game. But when I read just, it, I not, thought, not, I not thought, this is not just that, though, mate. Look at his bloody yardage he's got already. Mm -hmm. He's well, actually the Cowboys' he, leading receiver in yards. Well, well, go, I've, go I've, check I've, the stats. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that. Um, Cripple's on like 424. There's not much. Yeah, yeah, there's not much in there. Like, there's less than 100 between all three of them. Yeah. When we said this could be a season where we can have all three wide receivers going above a thousand yards, it can happen. It can definitely happen. Yeah. And he could be the first. But when I read it, I thought, hold on a minute. Surely there must. When you think of all the wide receivers in NFL history, he'd be the first guy to go the first five games in his career or six games in his career with five and one. I I was just like, wow, okay, wow, there we even, go then. Even more so than Metatron, Jesus, that is saying yeah, something. I know, yeah, you and know, um, Johnson who played for the Lions, like everybody knew he was a beast for that team and yeah. even his rookie season but the fact that, that lamb could actually overtake him in terms of receptions yeah that, that's he had, he's he's joined he's, he's he actually because it was his fifth game where he'd done it he's now joined uh, it's a wide receiver from the patriots i forget who from the 90s and they're basically he's he's joined now uh but if he does it in this game he's the first by receiver in NFL history to go six games in a row in his rookie uh, season. Uh, based on rookie. It's on rookie yeah. only. Yeah, right. rookie right. only. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Um, but here's one for you that I've looked at. Amari's snap count. Now, this has actually become an issue now where I've, I've looked at the numbers. Since week one, he has, on his snap count, come down each week and significantly. Right now, he's up against a very good wide uh, cornerback this week in Pat Peterson, Patrick Peterson, very decent corner. I I think he's he's up there as one of the best corners in the league. Exactly. But here we go, yeah, here we go. Right, tell me, see if you can figure out why. I I haven't got my head around it yet. I need to look into try and figure out why, especially when they're playing from behind so much, right? But Amari Cooper's snap count. On offense, week one. See, was... you need to explain like snap count to me it means the actual snap of the ball. So you mean how many times of... he's on the field? Right. Okay. Right. So I wasn't too sure that that's what you were meaning there. There's snap count yeah, for yeah. me, a completely different thing. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So he was on, he, he was on the field ninety four percent of the offensive snaps in week one. Right. Right. So you're like, fine. Yeah, I you can live with that. In right, week two, ninety two percent of their snaps. And in live with that, right? But notice it's coming down. In week three, seventy nine percent, right? Week four, seventy six percent. Last week against the Giants. Now, I, I and I do have a theory. Amari Cooper in last week against the Giants was on the field for sixty three percent of the snaps. It's still more than half the game. I, I think. There is an ongoing injury here that we well, are not uh, being uh, told uh, about. There's, well, there, there could be that, yes, there could be that, but there could be the fact that they want to utilize Lamb more as well. And there is that. 
which and is what we were I, just I, speaking I, about. And, and don't forget, like we had Cedric Wilson who's coming through in as well. Who, yeah, like, he made a booming game a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's like I said, this is probably the most deep, talented pool of right receivers we have had since I can ever remember, and that mm-hmm. is not an exaggeration. And and this, this is why we were well, we are ranked number one offense in terms of yards, and that's for a reason. It's because we've got these players, and 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 when it kind of goes back to like some Dak and Dalton and stuff like that, I'm not that particularly worried because I still think they're still going to produce in the field because Dalton is a bit of a ground slinger. It really is. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, is, it, yeah. It, it would really complement our wide receivers quite a lot. Like he's not as a he's not a is mobile as that to run the ball in case the ball. Oh, definitely happens. not. That's the only thing. We, we did actually get a wee glimpse of that in the game that he did come on with those two, like with the two passes to Gallup. You had to run outside to the sideline to throw those passes to uh, Gallup and that mm-hmm. eventually won us the game. But in general, when you compare them in terms of athleticism, that yeah, Dak's more athletic. But in terms of like, so who's got the more deep, deep arm ball, then obviously it's, yeah, it's Dalton, obviously, but, um, but for our wide receivers, I have no worries whatsoever when it comes to our offense at all. I'm yeah. the only, my, my only main concern still is obviously just protect Dalton, make sure he can get the ball off. Yeah, I mean, um, McCarthy has made uh, a comment this week. He said that he was not worried whatsoever in any way about Dalton's preparation for this game, what he is worried about. He's a pro. Yeah, yeah, he's got the experience. What he is worried about, which is something I kind of maybe read too in-depth with, is he said he's more worried about uh, Ben DiNucci, who he has named as the number two quarterback, by the way. Um, So the the recent addition that they had from the Browns practice squad, uh, Garrett Gilbert, he's going to be pretty much the third quarterback. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so it is Danucci. He's more worried about him. Now, he's saying that. I get why. Belt and braces. You know, you want to make sure that if you're starting quarterback, who was your backup? If he goes down, you want to make sure that backup's ready to go. Um, But I also think that he's a little concerned about the O-line. Yeah. Yeah. Is what I've taken from that. But I've got a little one for you, right? A little bit of uh, trivia. And let's see if anybody watching can get yeah. this. And then we'll move on to the defense. Yeah, get your comments in, guys. Get your comments in, man. Yeah, yeah. We've had a nice influx. We'll get to- through them all bit by bit. Um, but, right, here's one for you. Now, the Cowboys in this millennium, in 2000, have beaten the Cardinals six times. Six times. Mm-hmm. Right? All six times have been with a different quarterback. Name all six. Oh, we've beat them all. We have beaten them in the, this millennium, in the year 2000 plus. We've beaten the Cardinals six times. But each time has been with a different quarterback. So if Andy Dalton beats the Cardinals this week, that'll be seven wins with seven quarterbacks. So, can you name all six quarterbacks that have beaten the Cardinals in 2000? Go. Prescott is one of them. That was in 2017. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Romo. Yeah, okay. Kyle Orton. Mm -mm. No? Nope. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Bledsoe. Bledsoe is one. That's three. Oh, God, what's his name? There's No. one in there that will completely trip you up, man. When I seen it, I was like, I act I actually forgot forgot about this guy. It's not John Ketner, is it? No. That's where you were going with that. Um, No. It's no. even more random. Oh, God. What's his bloody name? Um, well, it's definitely not. What's his face? It played for Minnesota. It's not him. I don't say nothing. I'm not giving you no clues. All right, so how many fans? I've got three out of, three out of Three, six. three, three out of six. Right, okay. Um, oh, is it? I can't even remember his name. It's Quincy Carr. Quincy Carter's another one, yeah. He, Yeah, beat, he beat them, then disappeared off to arena football. that's four. That's right. Yeah, it actually became Yeah. quite good after that, actually. He was not bad in arena football, but I think that's because arena football is just a bloodbath. Yeah, man, it's like it's, it's the same with what's his face, um, Hall of Famer, um, quarterback for the Rams, a uh, won the Super Bowl, a uh, Kurt Warner, Kurt like Warner, he, yeah, he yeah. was a beast at arena football. <laughs> I think Uh, you just gotta have that weird mindset of like, fuck it, I might die. Oh, 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 Chad Hutchinson. Nice. Come on, we've got we've got four quarterbacks out of six that have beaten the Cardinals since the year two thousand. Six quarterbacks. So so far, we got Quincy Carter, Drew Bledsoe, Romo, and Dak. There's two more to get. When's a bit easier than
seven That's seven quarterbacks. Shit. Crazy shit, man. Um yeah, but that's the way it goes. And if we beat them as well, it'll be the first time uh, we have beaten the Cardinals at AT&T since 2005 as well. Uh, just to add some more statistical notes in there. Uh, but let's AT&T, get one. You mean Cowboy Stadium? Because AT&T didn't... Cowboy State, yeah, Cowboy State. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's get to the defense then. Something that has been the thorn in our side uh, all season, but against the Giants, looked a bit better. Took a step up, took a step forward. Things were gelling, getting together. One of the notable things that has come out with the de- defense playing a bit better, Mike Nolan, no longer in the box on the sideline. For you being a defensive player who actually played the game, do you think that would make a difference, Paul? For me, yeah. For me, uh, like I asked that question to the guys on Tuesday, what they thought on it, and they yep. were kind of like, they didn't really see what difference we made. And I kind of, mm-hmm. I was thinking, I reached that question. For me, like, the more communication I've got on that sideline to correct yep. your mistakes, the better. And, that was exactly what I was going to come to. Doesn't uh, matter about any of it. It's the face-to-face communication. Yeah, like if That's I, key. Like, I would rather have some coach ramming and screaming at me to yep. say, "What the f was I doing out there? Get my head." What did you up. see? Uh, yeah. What did I see? Get my get my shit together and fix it. Like, I, that's the type of motivation I need. Like, yeah. Like, just it's like, don't overcomplicate it. Just do your job. Like, I, I keep going back to the whole Bill Belichick motto. Yeah. And, and, and it's so true, though. It, it such, does work. It does work. So true, uh, fundamental when it comes to playing the game. And yeah. yeah. And I don't get me wrong. Like, I've made some major mess ups when it comes to football. But see, when my coach is actually pulling me up for something I didn't actually do, I will explain to him saying, blah, 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 blah. I didn't do that. This was my assignment. I did my job. And he'll be like, well, I apologize. We'll look over at the film, blah, 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 blah. But the fact is, I'm getting that one to one contact. But the fact yeah. is, I'm, I'm still getting that feedback because they thought I may have done something wrong. But I says, no, no, no. But the fact is, I did that. But the fact is, in this scenario, we never had much, like it's only it's only been Tom Tosilla. He can only do so much. He's looking for them to hit that hit their gaps. Mm-hmm. Like but when it comes to reads and stuff like that, yeah, that's on the D, that's on the DC, that's on our defensive coordinator. That's on him. Definitely, definitely. But um, here's one for you. And we always go back to this. I try and find the most spurious facts. Because uh, that's what we try and do to make things a bit unique, yeah? Absolutely. That, so far in 2020, and we're going to get to the... (laughs) So much. (laughs) I know, I know. 2020 vision. Um, That so far for us, in either half of football, in all of our games so far, in the two-minute drill, we have never been leading. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, it's, it's quite a depressing statistic, I'll be honest. And you, here's an issue that we have on defense, right? First of all, Larry Fitzgerald 
is very close to breaking an NFL record, only because he's been in the league for like 70 years. But is he, he going to be the first wide receiver to walk on the field with an absolute Zimmer frame? <laughs> he could be that, yeah, with a walking stick. But Larry Fitzgerald has gone 248 games in a row consecutively with a reception. With a reception. Like, I don't care if you, whatever team that you play for, it doesn't matter. Even if it's just the, uh, even if it's the the trash fans of the Eagles, not whoever, not like, if you've got a player that's played that consistently, have never missed a game. Like it's like R. Jason Witten. I think he's only missed like two games in his whole career yeah. since Cowboys. But with like Larry Fitzgerald, you need to applaud the guy. That is just remarkable. Like oh, it's fire! It's fire! It's, so he's gone 248 consecutive games with a reception. There's only one wide receiver who has more, and that's Jerry Rice. How wild is that, man? Um, but he is a future Hall of Famer, regardless. Like, it doesn't he is. It doesn't he matter. Is. It does not matter if he's not won a Super Bowl or not. It's the fact what he's contributed to the league. That's what matters. Mm -hmm. He's brought so much fun and like and. This is like I, I like Larry as a player. Obviously, I'm not a fan of the Cardinals, but you can have to admire certain players of different teams because how the still the player that you wish they were actually part of our team. See, if we had Larry Fitzgerald ten years ago, man, we would be smoking everybody. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And we would we would be doing the same thing we were doing with Witten, talking about there's another game under his belt, consecutive game, consecutive game, yada yada yada. But like it's like certain plays like that, and you know, like Frank Gore. Frank Gore's been oh, in the league yeah. like eight years, yeah. but like, and you think he's a running back as well. I know we've gone off so, topic. So, here, but... How many seasons has he played? God, <laughs> he's got to be thirty-six now. He's got to be 35, 36. Playing running back and still going. He's got to be. I'll Google I mean, it later. I, I, I'll need to check it. Right. Well, while you're talking, I'll look it up. Right. All right. But here's a guy who is no stranger to Dallas. Um, this guy, in fact, came to um, Dallas during the draft. We actually scouted him. And that is, of course, DeAndre Hopkins. Played with uh, Houston, so he's no stranger to the Cowboys. How do we think, Paul, that, um, he, that Hopkins is going to fare against our cornerbacks? Because the guy, right at the moment, he's on fire. He's doing great. Hopkins, I still can't believe the text. Well, actually, I can believe What a weird trade. What a weird trade. Well, it's definitely cost Bill O'Brien his bloody job, that's for sure. Absolute idiot. Yeah, one of, <laughs> one of the reasons why, yeah. Honestly, God, man, that is going to be one of the most stupidest trades I've ever seen. I still uh, don't get it myself. But Carlos are laughing. Kyle Murray's got himself an absolute weapon. Um, yep. he's, a, he's a weapon himself. Um, yes. And, and I'm, if I'm, if I'm not worried about DeAndre Hopkins, I'm worried about Kyle Murray because I haven't running the ball, running out of containment. I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely worried about that. And don't forget Kyle Murray, Offensive Player of the Week. He's so, so, you know, we know what this guy's about. But I mean, Hopkins, do you think this is a guy that's going to, uh, especially when this is a defense that has allowed so far this year 12 passing touchdowns? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'd be quite worried. I'll be honest. I, I'm still I'm worried. I'm still always I'm always going to be worried about our defense this year. Like, don't give it on away. Like I mentioned about, we've got Randy Randy Gregory back. That's a bonus yep. for the front four. That puts more pressure when it comes yep. to the, the pass rush and stuff like that. And that will like yeah. And the problem is when you force Tyler Murray out of the containment, that's when yep. he becomes dangerous because of his running mm-hmm. ability. And yep. and needless to say, when it comes to our rest of our defense, we've been very slow to the mark. We really have, and I'm just. Worried about that. That's I don't know, man. I really don't know. I think what the 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 thing with DeAndre Hopkins is, I think it's just his efficiency as a route runner. And when you when you think you've got a rookie cornerback, Jadobi, we're still waiting on. Like apparently he's very close, but. This is the sort of game where we could do with a guy like Jadobi, um, because of um, you know the likes of Hopkins. Um, we do have Anthony Brown, who last week looked fine. He looked okay. As I said, you know last week that Brown is an average corner, mm-hmm. but on a defense that's playing below average, an average an average player elevates your team, which is weird to say. Um, in terms of Anthony Brown, though, do you think this is going to be another game where we're going to see him making a play on the ball like he did? I don't know, man. Look, I'm, I'm just crossing my fingers. I really am. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not so much worried about Kyler Murray passing the ball as such. I'm more mm-hmm. worried when he runs the ball when it's all chaos. He does go for it, too. That, He's very that, quick. That's my biggest worry about this whole game. Like, like don't give me that. He's got Christian Kirk as well. Christian Kirk is a good wide receiver. Oh, sorry. But he's a good wide receiver as well. You're talking to a, a Texas A&M fan? I know. Oh, I know. Captain Kirk. So, and we cannot forget about him. We can't forget him. And I, I couldn't tell you who the tight end is, but... Um, uh, Daniels. Daniels. Well, uh, Daryl Daniels. He hasn't done. I think he's on about ninety yards for the year. But you got to remember, you got to remember that, that this is an air raid offense, so they're not really going to utilize their tight ends all that much. Yeah, in terms of their running game, they've got Kenyon Drake, but they just kind of yeah. use, they more or less use him as a what's the right word? Not a dummy, but a decoy in a way. For yeah, a I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Like for play, like more of a play action, they do fake handoffs, stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. one, and this is where this is the problem that we've had is the reading as a defense yeah. in general. Our reading ability has been absolutely shocking this year. And well, we, this, I, this was funny you talk running back because this was going to be the next thing I come to is how afraid are you? Because Kenyon Drake, uh, last week 80 yards on the ground and a touchdown, right? Now we're playing. And Chase Edmonds is going like for a ridiculous average. I d- it's like seven. I'll have to check it, but his average yards per carry are through the roof. It's like something you've seen in college football. But Kenyon Drake finding feet, getting wheels on the ground, getting his wheels turning, gets a decent game with a touchdown. And against this defense, the struggles against a run. How do you feel the running backs are going to do uh, in this air raid offense against our defense? If we've got, well, 
I'm I'm quite more optimistic when it comes to stopping the running game in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is no ill to, actually, you know what? I'm going to go back there from what I said on Tuesday. Go on, go I, for it. I, I hope to God that Tony Poe is dropped and never got more than. I hope to God. Because that game against the Giants was the worst despicable piece of shit defensive tackle <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry. I had to what I don't get, what I don't get, see, uh, see if you can answer, and I don't mean to interrupt you, with Dontari Poe, is how a guy so big loses so much leverage to a guy half of his size. He got rolled on by a guy half his... He doesn't seem to get any leverage. I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's just pure bloody laziness. He's not even driving his first step forward. He's just standing up, and the offensive linemen have already matched him. They already, already are the lower man and forcing him back. So, and it, uh, see if you're, like, if you're in a three-point stance, right? First thing you do is, is get that first initial step and that drives you going forward. If it's not driving you forward enough, it's going to make you rise up quicker. That It's just the way how your body is. It's basically, like, think about like a takeoff. It's like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the more speed you've got, as low as you can, the more leverage you've got lower down. But the more slower, it's more of a straight vertical up. And that's what, like, Dantari's pose, pose first step is absolutely shocking right now. It just and doesn't get any leverage. It's not just I that. don't get it's, it. It's after the, it's after. He's not willing to fight the highest to get into the, get into his gap. He's willing to take, getting forced back by two offensive linemen, which is open mm-hmm. up a B gap and an A gap, depending where he is. Yeah. And you're like, Come on, man, get your act together and <laughs> put, put, put some effort. There's a reason why we saw a big major difference, and this is why my boy um, Neville Gallimore is in the field now. We saw the difference. And the was, funny you you mentioned Neville Gallimore because um, the interior, the interior defensive line, right? So we're talking uh, Crawford, Antoine Woods, Dontari Poe, right? Should we say um, it's fair to say they're not getting the job done? Is that a fair statement? Well, I'd say Woods and Crawford are actually doing okay. I'll be mm, fair. No, I, I'm not so sure. I watched some game on it. I, I rewatched the game and well, from Tyler they're Crawford, struggling. Well, 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 Tyler and Crawford's point of view, you need to remember he his hip is absolutely screwed. Still, the fact yeah. that he's he's playing with a new adjusted hip, pretty much, it's actually it's like a brand new lower body, like yeah. Like when you've not got a hip, you're not able to do the much men a strength and conditioning program that you could do, build that strength up. And and yeah, man. And when it comes to Woods, like he's pretty much our only defensive tackle that's actually gained a sack this year. Mm. So yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, and I mean Lloyd is agreeing with us that he's getting tossed around. As I always say, honestly, uh, one of my, my favourite comments to make is honestly, getting thrown around like an empty tracksuit. Honestly, if it was me right now, if I was that defensive lineman coach, I would cut him instantly. I'm sorry, but I was just that outraged with Paul. Down to hustle, down to hustle. He had, no, he had no desire to go after the ball. He was absolutely like, just walking away. And you actually saw a clip of 
a Giants offensive lineman just won like that, push him, and he fell down like a Yeah, I, I've but, seen the one. Yeah. And this was in the backfield. You're like, come on! But there's also, there's also video clips. Uh, I, I'll tag you in it later, right? Because um, we're going to get to Neville Gallimore uh, in a moment. But, um, but th- there's, there's video clips of three tags on our Cowboys roster last week. Um, so Crawford and the likes. And they're getting moved three spots to the left. So they're moving three guys down on the line. So, like, you've got to think where it's going wrong. Is it technique? Is it power? Or is it positional um, play that they've been asked to do? Um, But I'll tell you what, what did I say a few weeks ago? They're doing more of a read option rather than penetrating the gap. I just, I I don't know if it's a case or whether that, you know, the only thing I can think of is Nolan is trying to do this transition from a 4-3 to a 3-4, and it's not souped in those defensive tackles. So although it should, although it should, oh. it should help out. That, like, the front shouldn't really matter. That front shouldn't matter. The fact is... I don't know. Got, I don't know. No, no, let me explain. Let me explain, right? So, if I'm a defensive lineman, especially on the strong side, I am going full guns blazing, attacking that gap. If it's going yes, around the edge or going inside, depending on what my scheme is, depending on what my stunt is, doesn't matter. It's all about getting in your gap as quickly as possible and and, and isolate. And and, and if, if the running back comes into the, your situation, you force that running back going up bad. I nearly punched the webcam there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but what we're seeing right now, and this is throughout the whole season, where we're seeing defensive linemen just basically holding their hands up against the linemen and doing looks to see. What way to shift in? No. That's not going to work. That's not it's gonna not going to work. If you're given an assignment of what gap you're going to go in based on the strength side of the ball, see if the, like, there's three wide receivers on the left, you know the ball is going to be in the strong side and you're going hitting the gap on the left. And depending on what stunt that you're doing, if it's two gap or one gap, you hit that gap with everything that you got. Right? And the linebackers would fill up the other gaps that are unavoided. Yeah. That's not, that's yeah. not happening right now. It's not happening. So based on that, based on the fact that what we're talking about is two things, hustle and technique, right? Yeah. Do you just well, say... I wouldn't, right. say, I wouldn't say technique. I wouldn't say technique because it's more to do with the, it's the scheme of... Schematical. Reading, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean reading, technique reading, in terms of scheme. Reading the ad versus hitting the gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So given that the case and that we know that three of our defensive tackles and get quite getting the job done. Do you just let, say then, right, what have we got to lose? Why not just put Gallimore on it? Bear in mind, he was on as a starter last week for the first time. Um, <laughs> do we just say, or if you was the coach, would you just say then, right, okay, let's put Gallimore in. What have we got to lose? No, we've got nothing to lose. Honestly, yeah. I would, I would, well, honestly, this is going to sound crazy, but I would put Bradley Ane in there instead of Iverson Griffin. I would do I would that. Put, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's another guy, a guy who is in space, just That's diabolical. One, one thing that we're lacking right now is fucking speed. We're lacking it right now. We're lacking the, the speed of the get-offs right now. Like, I don't know how many times... Which is something Bradley and I is good at. His get-off yeah, is exactly. great. And and Randy Gregory, like don't give an eye. Like it's such mm. a great cutback for him to come back and 
get to play again. Like, and but Ronnie what... Gregory can't start this week. He can't start until we play. He, until we play what the fuck? Oh, I'll, I'll tell you that first game he comes back. I'm telling you. I am, <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I am willing to put twenty quid on the bet, uh, the, the bookies and say yeah. that Randy Gregory is going to one and a half sacks minimum. <laughs> and a, another one from Big Wheel, David Irvin, uh, could be reinstated. Would you take him back? If he didn't have I, the I'm like that. I'm like that. Wait, I'll say if he didn't have the crap personality, yes. Yeah, yeah, but, that's the and, issue. But if he if he if he's still the same person as he is right now, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. One good thing though. Uh, Jalen Smith looking much better. Big oh, thing, getting off blocks. Uh, as soon as he managed to think to himself, "How about I shed a block?" Straight away, boom, he's there. Loving that tank as well showed that he is a top tier defensive end pass rusher in the league. He showed that last week. He, he does anyway, but people only look at raw stats. They look at one thing and one thing only: how many sacks does he have? And that's all yeah. they look at. Yeah. But um, last week, Tank shown what he could do. Before we finish off, though, and we get into fantasy football. Oh, let, um, me, let me jump in there. Let me jump in. Like, we're go, go, to, go. You go for it, baby. We're, we're came to Jalen now. Like, he went back to keeping it simple, and it goes back to the whole... Just shedding blocks. Just like, shedding blocks. No, no, it's just do your job. Don't do <laughs> two yeah. things at once. That was it. That was the whole bound to his success in that whole game. The fact that he stuck to what he was supposed to be doing in the first place, he ended up getting all those solo tackles and actually made some good contribution towards the team rather than do, trying two things at once because he didn't trust the rest of the core of his line battles because, you know what I mean? And there we yeah. go. Um, our friend Lloyd saying Jane was trying to do too much sideline to sideline. And I could yeah. completely agree. I, I agree. I agree. Totally agree. That's it. He just wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing in the first place, and he just wasn't trusting his teammates. Now, yeah. now that Joe Thomas seems to be now rising up, now he mm -hmm. is, is there is that little bit of trust now, and we're actually are starting to see those little bit of differences now. So yeah, definitely. Um, but the the last thing I thought I would do the defense along with everything before we get into fantasy football is uh, I had about a close to nearly a dozen messages about this. And I'll tell you now my answer before I get into what it is. And my answer is, haven't got a clue. I don't know. And everybody who's messaged me, I've said the same thing. I don't know the answer. They've asked about the slow start. So mainly occurring with the first quarter. Now, yeah. the best answer I've given is, Bad luck. But there is a pattern. So I've gone in and I've dug into it to have a look. So we're talking about just the first quarter and how the Dallas Cowboys start each game. Right. I've always said, even last year when it was happening, is one of two things. They're either underpreparing, which I don't think is a real thing. There's no way oh, no, no, coaches no, no. in the NFL or players... No, no, spend I, an entire I, week preparing for a game and they're underprepared. So I, I think it's over-preparation. No, I think it's under-prepping because... 
I don't know. See, I no, think they're think overprepared. I might, might think about it, I, and I'm going to use the whole COVID excuse again. Is think about the number of people that you're allowed to like the, the access towards the film. Mm-hmm. How many how many people you can have in those individual rooms to analyze the video of that game and analyze your opponent? It'll be a lot more restrictive. So they're not getting the exact same hours that they're used to be getting. That's yeah. my argument towards that. It could be, but you use some numbers because you know me. I'm going to go and dive into stats and find even the most spurious things. So, so far this season, in the first quarter, they are 57 points allowed to 26 points scored in the first quarter, right? They have never taken so far in this season a 7-0 and lead. Oh, God, uh, that's not good. That yeah. is not good. Let's go into it further, right? Uh, in the first quarter, uh, they've only led so far this season one time. That was 14-7 to against the Cleveland Browns, which they ended up losing. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I know, man. Um, I'll be honest. See, after watching that Browns and uh, Chargers game, was it Chargers that were playing? The game Browns. just there? Yeah, which is the Chargers, yeah. Like, I'll be honest, yeah. like, the Burns are starting to kind of look like a good They team. look all right. As they much as look I, bad. That is the most craziest thing to say, but I don't feel as bad the fact that we lost them. I think it's because it's the Cleveland Browns, as in their name. I, but, I know. But, but, they are, but they are playing some really good football right now, and I'm actually quite jealous what they're doing right now. They got momentum is what yeah. they've got right now. And uh, we all know that any NFL team that's winning – it, you take that into the next game. Well, it, not just the NFL, any game. You oh, win a game, you take that into the next game with you. After after when they won against us, absolutely, they would be over the bloody moon. And I think that before, before, before oh, us. Yeah. You know what I mean? But here's another one. The Cowboys' defense has only forced one turnover in the first quarter. And that was week two. That was week two against the Seahawks with DK Metcalf, and he did that weird thing at the before the end zone, and Tyler uh, um, Trayvon uh, Diggs did the peanut punch from behind. Uh, so there's that. Um, in the first quarter, oh, the Cowboys' oh. offense. I don't know why, he, as well, Lorne has got to put a, a picture of him in a um, Texas Bombers <laughs> T-shirt. There's no need for that. No need for that. Um, but in the first quarter, uh, the Cowboys' offense have committed four turnovers and have thrown an interception for a touchdown and forced a safety. So, like, the, the, there's all this, right? But... <laughs> It continues. It continues. But, uh, it, yeah. Uh, in the first five games of the season so far, the Cowboys offense has scored three first quarter touchdowns with only two field goals. So people have been asking me why the slow start? Why does it happen? And my my answer is everything that I look at when I look at all of that, it's just that I don't know. They're not doing anything wrong. It just seems to be a case of 
The offense causes some turnovers in the first quarter. Yeah. The defense don't doesn't stop um, or doesn't get any turnovers. And also that when we're causing turnovers on the offense, the opposition are turning that into scoring plays. I, so here's my perspective for it. I think offensively, like, yeah, there's been individual mistakes, but we're still are trying to like play smash mouth football to a certain extent. We are trying to put points on the board as quickly as we can in terms of throwing the ball and running the ball to seek and stuff like that. But we're like, and this is where my whole criticism goes towards the defense. We're just so slow mm. up all we're actually killing the momentum. That's my yeah. that's that's what I'm seeing. Like yeah. Like and this is why I bring it up is when you saying about go on, sorry. But that's having now a knock on effect in our offense because we're trying to mm-hmm. play pace to pace, like because yeah. as a team effort, like yeah. if we're, our defense is acting slow, it's going to affect our mentality of our offense when it goes back to when they go back on the field again. It's just as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And the only reason I bring it up is when, like you say, is it causes the momentum issues. And like Big Wheel is just saying there, you know, that it's a point that we're bringing up that we're forcing these slow starts early in the game and getting buried early. And then we're having to play catch up. And that was really why I brought it up, because I was getting so many messages about it. Um, It is a very weird one. And I just think a lot of some of it. Is I I'm I th- I'm not sure either over or under preparation and tie in with that as well a bit of bad luck because when you t- look at the turnovers they've just been silly things like you know Zeke running and getting a bit of a fumble the ball gets knocked out away you go and this is from a guy that you know doesn't really fumble that much yeah but, if, you to, if you were to put our team in a nutshell if you were to nickname our team this year it'd be twenty twenty yeah the 20, 2020 vision. That's what I'm saying now. But let's get into the fun part of it all then. Fantasy football to yeah. end everything up. Yeah, guys, your get, get, get your predictions in for fantasy football. Why oh, hear your guys' thoughts on it, on our offense and our defense. Yes. So, uh, as you know, we do, at the end of each show, we do a little bit of fantasy fun. So, the way we do this, right, i got to remember because I'm half cut here. So, the f- <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give you the fantasy points, and you say if you think it's going to be less, it's oh boy. If you think it's going to be that or more, it's boy oh boy. All right. So boy oh boy is lower, higher, the same higher. or more. Yeah. Right. Boy oh boy, right? Okay. So, Andy Dalton is predicted by NFL.com. So, that's where we get all these predictive scores. Andy Dalton is going to score 19 fantasy points. Is that oh boy or boy oh boy? Boy oh boy. Boy oh boy. Come on, elaborate. Elaborate. I'll reckon it'll be between 23 to 25 points. So uh, you're thinking like a 300-yard game, three touchdowns, maybe an interception thrown in there? I think it'll be about like a 250, 270-yard game with a few uh, like red zone passes to red receivers and tight ends, and the rest of the game will be handed off to Zeke. Okay. So I think I know where this is going to go. Kyler Murray. All right. <laughs> Kyler Murray. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, he's going, oh boy. All right, yeah. okay. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Oh, so, oh, so, so, oh boy's lower. 
lower, less. Oh, oh my. Lloyd, what, what, po what points do you think he's going to be lower on? I'm really curious to know. Yeah, we'll get we'll wait for him to comment back in. But Kyler Murray, right? So oh, oh boy is less. Yeah. Boy, oh boy is more. Kyler Murray, 22 fantasy points. Is that boy, oh boy? Uh, sorry, boy, oh boy or oh boy? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... I yeah, okay. yeah. What are you yeah. going with then? Do you think it's just going to be down to rushing yards? No. Well, yeah, Kyler and his rushing yards, yeah. It's just going to yeah. be so hard to contain and control. And Kyler Meyer is just an unpredictable little midget on the football field. Very true. <laughs> but in um, both, both those statements, unpredictable I, and midget. That's the thing, though. He's a smaller target. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 How did it hit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Zeke. Zeke. All right, then. Zeke, 18 points. 18 fantasy points. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I think that's bang on the buck. So that would be a boy, oh, boy. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I'll be honest. I think that's a good prediction. All right. You could, could say boy, oh, boy. It just really depends on the scenario of in red zone, I think. Boy, oh, boy for Zeke. Yeah. But I don't see it being oh boy. I don't see it being lower. Mm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Containment problem with Murray. Yeah, I totally agree, Lloyd. Completely agree with okay. you. Amari Cooper, right? Based on right. what we spoke about earlier with his snap counts coming down each week, which I think is down to a hidden injury. Coop, 16 fantasy points. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy. Ooh, go on and hit me with it. Not by much, though. Not by much. Ooh, look at this one. He's at a, we've got a light wheeler, a big wheel on less than 18 fantasy points on O, uh, with an O boy on Zeke. All right, then. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the nuke, is he is predicted to score 17 fantasy points. So, oh boy, which is less, or boy, oh boy, which is more? Again, I think that's fairly reasonable. I, I would say, like, it's bang for a wide receiver. Yeah, that's bang on, that's bang on the buck. Mm. Okay. Well, here we go then, because Big mm. Wheel's making a comment that Cooper's yep. an oh boy, so he's going to score less. Yeah. CD Lamb is apparently going to get more touches. So, we'll base this on. Uh, we are basing this on a half point PPR, so more receptions give you more points. He big wheel saying he's going to get more touches, but CD Lamb is due to score 15 fantasy points. Oh boy, or boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. Mm -hmm. Go on, and give me a prediction. What's going to be his um point score, yards, touchdowns, all the rest of it? Hit me with it. All right, it's going to be 90 plus yards and two touchdowns. That is a big day. I like that. 90 yards, two TDs. What are you thinking? Like 10 yeah. receptions? 10 receptions? Yeah. Nine? 10 or 11. Ooh, he's having a big day. All right, then. Captain Kirk, 10 points. That's a 100-yard game against our safeties and DBs. 
I think he's going to be the forgotten man. I think he's going to be a boy, oh boy. Oh. He's going to be I'm forgotten. I'm going to hold that against you. I think I'm going to hold that against you. I think he's going to be a forgotten guy. Look, oh, look at this. He's copying. copying. <laughs> he's copying you. <laughs> Everybody going for everyone saying CD Lamb for two touchdowns and a 100 yard gain. Wheeler going, uh, big wheel there, going for a bit more. I like it. I love it. I love positive mental attitude. Absolutely. That's what I'm all about. Um, let's finish then with Dalton Schultz. Eight fantasy no, points. No. So you're looking at... Uh, no, no Michael Gallup, no? Uh, we can go for Michael Gallup if you want me to bring him up. Of course it works. Of course it works. Right. Give, me, <laughs> give me Dalton Schultz first then. Eight fantasy points. So that's an eight-yard game or... You know, maybe a short touchdown. Uh, oh boy! You thinking less? I think I'm talking about maybe like fifty yards, sixty yards tops. Here's my trouble: is that they have, if you remember, we spoke about this guy quite a lot in the off season during our draft program. They have a certain linebacker, as I say, who was quite good, Isaiah Simmons. I think he's going to cover him up well. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll cover up the mid, the middle of the field quite well. That's what I'm that's what I'm sticking to like 50, 60 yards max. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. Right. So if I get Gallup up and we'll see Schultz is an oh boy. He's agreeing oh. with you. He's just copying you now. I know Lloyd, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Gallup is due to score eleven fantasy points. I think that's pretty bang on. Yeah, no, that's bang I'm on. no I'm going oh boy. Oh boy, with Gallup. Boy, 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 yeah, definitely for Gallup, yeah. All right, we'll see what we get from all of that then. Um, but yes, all right then, we'll see what, what we get. What we're going for a defense, just a curiosity. I'll tell you now. Uh, I don't think it's very high because I know I was looking at defenses because I've got the Colts defense. And obviously, they've gone into uh, lockdown because of uh, because of Ro uh, old Rona. They're due to score six fantasy points. See, if we even get six points, I'd be quite happy with that. Uh, that would be pretty good against <laughs> the, against this offense. Against this, yeah, offense. if we can actually get away with six points against a team that can put points on the board. Yeah, yeah, with the weapons yeah. they've got. Yeah, yeah. That would have to be purely based down to not stopping them scoring, but turnovers and the rest of it, really. Yeah, we, um, yeah. I would actually help us in this game. Like, that would actually bring us up to six points, because we'd definitely be in a negative if we yeah. didn't have any sacks or anything like that. We'd definitely be in a negative, for sure. Yeah. So there we go, then. That is the pre-season, uh, pre-game for the Cardinals on Monday Night Football <laughs> for week six. That is us wrapped up. Uh, we will speak to you in the post-game show, which will be on the same day for us as the game is played. So that's coming out Tuesday. Some tired faces. Have a laugh at us all, trying to yeah, act like phase. we're not tired. Yeah. Uh, um, but we will be here. We got a. Uh, everybody else is going as well. Don't blame um, me, man. Yeah, yeah. Make sure as well you all stay safe. Uh, you know, um, keep socially distanced and all the rest of it. Have a great weekend, and we will see you all on Monday night, where or Tuesday morning for us, and we'll see you all then. So from myself and from Paul. Catch it.
This is UK Cowboys TV. We will see you all next week.